0: we're live okay (laughs) welcome to the podcast people um my name's Jess my name's Fee (laughs) and we've been best friends for forever and we've always wanted to start a podcast talking about because we always have we're both very talkative we both have tons to say about like everything so we thought why not just start this shit I I just tried to start a YouTube channel already does tons of stuff with videos, so we're going to try now just talk and you guys can Bless you, babe, bless you. <laughs> um, and one of the things that we're both super passionate about is education, I feel. Agreed, yes? Yes, it's true. And I feel like our collective mini idea is this new venture called Unlearned, which is about changing the way that people are taught and teaching what we weren't taught in school, which is like what this YouTube thing that we started now is and what the general vibe of this podcast is going to be. It's going to be about things that aren't spoken about or that we think are done in the wrong way. And we're just going to debate how they should be done and tons of different things. And today we're going to be speaking about why...
1: All right. I'm with you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be speaking about, so what, like, does school actually help you find what you should be doing, your vocation in life? Does school help you pair up with this thing that's floating around and make you guys come together and collide? Or does it do the opposite? Yep, yeah, Fee?
1: Yeah,
0: 100%. Okay, fine. Okay, so first thing we're we'll going to be saying is, like, what do you think that Why do you think the government thinks that the way that schools are run right now is, like, a good thing? Why is the curriculum shaped the way it is? Why do we have certain exams at certain stages? Why do we graduate 18? All these kind of things. What do you think the government's thinking is behind that? Mm.
1: So, one thing that we have spoken about prior to this podcast is um, the overwhelming impact of capitalism on the education system. and living in a capitalist society, um, we found that things tend to work in the direction of economy driving education as opposed to education driving economy. Um, And because of this, the schooling system reflects that notion. Um, So instead of living in a society where people would pick their ultimate vocation and then be paid for it because you need money to survive, they look for something that will make them a lot of money and just hope that it will fit something that they enjoy doing. So we've got the system backwards. And because everyone's doing this, that it's really hard to evade it. And I'm sure we'll come to talk on later about dropouts and people who, um, Kind of go against the system and how they basically go against the social meritocracy so people um, will look down on them and it's a very risky thing to do so
0: yeah and it's quite backwards because instead of having people do what they would be 10 out of 10 at compared to the rest of society so we had the 10 out of 10 artists the 10 out of the 10 i don't know chefs etc we instead have this lump crowding towards these specific types of jobs yeah. which they make five out of ten six out of ten leaving this stuff a bit you know abandoned do you get what i'm saying
1: completely and on top of that there's not good networks for the people who are left behind like the whole point yeah. of schooling okay so i'm just going to specify private schooling right now is people like making connections and networking at those schools. But that predominantly happens for these clumps that you're talking about. There's like a networky clump, but the artists, the musicians, the, the athletes, unless they get rocketed to the top, they're left behind, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's very, very hard to fend for themselves, even though those are the ones who are more like self actualized because they're more in congruence with what they want to do. So from a psychological point of view, they're probably much better off.
0: Yeah. Interesting. But so, okay. We said before that school keeps abroad because yeah. you don't know when you're from zero to 18, you don't know what the hell you, you want to do. And yeah, even farther than that, you're not going to know. But then when we were at school, everyone's complaining that why am I being taught this when I don't like it? Why am I being taught this? I'd rather just do this. You know what I mean? So how do they get, how should we get the balance between what we should be teaching and when to kind of drop these things? Because we can't, it's, it's too difficult to, uh, what's it called? Personalize each person's education, but maybe that's what we should be doing. If a person, you know what I mean?
1: I had quite a strong visual come to mind when you said that, and it was that instead of taking a subject, you would take a course. In mm-hmm. one particular um, part of the subject. So instead of taking geography, you'd take volcanoes and it would be a one term or even a six week course. Right, yeah. And that way, over time, you'd accumulate points in different courses and it would become clear, you know. So imagine you, like, if you did this from a young age and your parents helped you pick the courses and then as you got older you pick them for yourself you would kind of get this um, colourful map of the different courses coming through and you start to see which ones you gravitated towards which ones you naturally had a a stronger inclination towards Um, and I really don't Mm -hmm. think that would be that difficult to do because teachers have to prepare their subjects in terms of those categories anyway so it would just be like breaking it up you know
0: yeah and then people the kid is choosing an actual because you may not like geography but you may like a chunk of geography exactly so then you're still enjoying it you're still positive you still see school as a positive thing it's like the american university system exactly but at a younger
1: age
0: so instead of subjects topics because exactly. people have many different interests and topics okay yeah that makes that,
1: sense that's Fine. The best thing I can think of. And and furthermore, with that, someone who's interested in psychology could study psychology from the point of view of biology, philosophy, um, history, you know, like you could, you could take one topic, but actually be looking at it through lots of different subjects. And that way, when you come to 18, and you decide you want to study psychology, you've got all these different viewpoints to bring in, you know, Mm. so, to me that makes a lot of sense and I, I think it's probably just a matter of um, being stuck in a rut or habit you know that schools wouldn't wouldn't change their system to do it that way.
0: Yeah no completely it's um, it's so old-fashioned and stagnant the system sort of but um, okay so that's in terms of subjects so we're still keeping in the old-fashioned subjects like maths, geography we're just dividing them all into topics we still think that they do deserve some like concentration right? Yeah. Okay. And then what about all the stuff that isn't included, like money and relationships, emotions? Do we need to get taught about that in school?
1: Right. Well, okay. So I think that it's really presumptuous of schools to think that this stuff will get taught at home. I mean, from my experience with mental health, um, the majority of people in my circle did not get taught this stuff at home and Mm -hmm. had to learn the very hard way of, from ending up broke or from having an unplanned pregnancy or um being an abusive relationship to realize that those weren't things that were good and to me school is meant to prepare us for life and it's basically taking on a surrogate role of parenthood because our parents are in a capitalist system which means that they can't do it themselves and the government being an overseeing force also can ensure that everyone gets fair treatment, like fair and equal treatment.
0: Yeah, interesting. And also your parents, are, it, it's um, interesting that schools assume that parents have already been taught those skills that they are supposedly supposed to hand on to you. But they may not have even been taught them themselves and then we're just in this cycle. Exactly, you know, I mean, who's, cycle. Te-
1: who's teaching? Who's doing the teaching? It, it, It's very presumptuous is the is the main word that comes to mind for me.
0: But then I was listening to a podcast yesterday, which was kind of political, and they were talking about the woman who's arguing for small government. She thinks that the power is completely in the individual and we need to start focusing on families and communities and that your direct source of, you know, everything should be your family and your community. And we are starting to become way too dependent on our government, thinking it's like God. Thinking that if we're in a financially poor situation, the government needs to fix it. If we're in a mentally poor situation, the government needs to fix it. Education poor, etc. The same way we're arguing now that we think schools should be teaching these sort of familial values. You yeah, I kind of disagree with that. Not that I think government should be so big, but that I think if we're just going to narrow it down education, should be needs to be covering those things. You need an unbiased, unrelated person teaching you core life values, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So I really resonate with that point that the government is kind of treated like God. Um, yeah. I'm struggling to find a kind of solution to that problem because <laughs> like parents, I what I know is that trusting individual families isn't the right way to go like I know that yeah in my like in my heart I know that it's too much burden to put on an individual family and like especially when you bring trauma into this story um yeah but maybe communities is a better way to go like maybe that's yeah. maybe that is the answer because you know if if kids if kids had to go to community classes on the weekend to learn that kind of stuff and it was kind of ingrained into the culture and everyone was kind of checking to see that their neighbours were going that could be quite, you know I can see that being quite productive actually.
0: Yeah I, yeah I wonder if also like because we're so disjointed as communities now mm. maybe we before education systems maybe worked better because in addition to education you had that strong tight-knit community which you yeah. lived for for the all of your life that taught you life and morals and values and what you stood for kind of much more efficiently, I think, than now where it's very easy to become a speck in the dust, you know, Yeah. Where no one that you could end up having no one kind of because if your family's busy and if your family is doing other things, which is very, you know, common and possible, then you don't have a community to just fall back on immediately. It doesn't exist. Well, at least in the city like London, you know. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyway, okay, so now, what I want to talk about is like, 18, what do you think of the age 18? Like, why do we graduate at that age? Is it right? What do you think should happen next?
1: Well, the reason we graduate at 18 is because it's the legalised age of an adult. Like they it's yeah. those two things together. Um, I think it's one of those things where it's like really easy to criticise because, you know, people mature at different levels but it's also something that is really hard to change Mm. because you have to pick a date. Like, unless you made it that people, you know, had to finish a certain amount of courses or a certain amount of subjects to leave school and they could do that as quickly or slowly as they wanted. Um, Mm. The problem with that is that some people would do it really quickly. And some people might never leave. Yeah. So, you know, it would create a lot of imbalance. I I personally don't think that 18 is um a bad decision because I am not someone who's against people leaving school early or, like, people taking a year out of school. I think that that's quite a wise thing to do if you become unsure in your decision. My sister's just done that, you know?
0: Yeah, so, okay, so... We have friends and like that have dropped out yeah. at sixteen, yeah. which in the UK is like sixth form. Yeah. It's like the university exams you're missing out on. And one of our friends, he did like an apprenticeship kind of instead of the sixth form thing. Yeah, what do you think? I f- entering the markets, the job job market kind of very early on though, no?
1: Yeah, but at the same time, if school isn't for you, if you're not an educational person, if you're someone who's more practical and hands on, then yeah. then it doesn't matter. I think the biggest problem is that people judge that decision so strongly in society, like people are so, you know, school is school, school is the way it is because it, it's pretty much the same way it was back in the Victorian times when they were training them to work in factories. And yet people hold it to the Bible almost that like, yeah. you must stay in school, you must stay in school. And to me, that's the problem.
0: Yeah, I agreed, but it's because school can't cater for those hands-on people, but then with the way that the job market is now and just entering the job world. If you're going to be doing that from 16, 17 until whatever, even like 20, 30 years, that's a lot, no, and then those valuable years kind of that, you know, 16 to 25 where you're still unsure, you're still figuring yourself out. You you kind of miss out on that.
1: I hear I hear that, but I don't think it's ever too late to go back to school. Like people can go back to college at any mm. point. And yeah. so someone who goes into the job market at sixteen might end up setting up their own business by the time they're twenty five. They might, you know, take a year out and go travelling. They might there's so many other options. It's not Yeah. It's not that black and white. Yeah. But I know sometimes it can be. Like some people do go that way.
0: And then Also, once we we spoke about this a few days ago about, did you say that you think that from like 20 to 25, it should be like, you shouldn't be doing anything? Or did you say that or not? You shouldn't be doing anything. Or travelling or something? Or like, you should be finding yourself or like not wasting those years. I don't know.
1: Well, I don't think I would have said that because 20 to 25 are the years where your brain is most like on.
0: Yeah, exactly. So what do you think you should be doing? It
1: makes sense to me if you know what to study, to study. Right, okay. If you don't, then it's a great time to explore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, fine. Okay. Agreed, I think. I just like, it's just crazy that, you know, in England, you have to pick those subjects before you go to university and they have to line up with what you want to study. Yeah. Otherwise you can't study that thing. It just doesn't fit, you know? Okay. Like, well, I don't know, another way to like do it, like to keep things more broad kind of up until the end like America, American high schools do,
1: you know? I think learning from America would be quite wise in, in this case for us here in the UK. You think it
0: should be more broad?
1: I think that, yeah, because... I think that it should be more broad but then for the few people who know what they want to specialise in they should be allowed to specialise as much as they want.
0: So if they if we have the topic system then yeah. the people that know they want to do psych they just pick all psych topics. Exactly. Yeah okay.
1: Like, I can't really floor that system I really think we should do something with it.
0: Yeah it's just that like resources wise imagine that you have like five psych topics yeah. Well I guess you have one teacher teaching all like different topics, I was going to say you need a lot of people for that because if if the demand doesn't meet, you know, there's only going to be a few options with the amount of teachers you have in the school.
1: No but that that's kind of the point exactly is that the teachers would teach topics they were interested in and then the teachers uh, would pick the ones that they were interested in and then everyone would be interested in what they were learning.
0: Oh, another point. Teachers. Mm -hmm. how do we
1: fix? Why do we have such bad teachers? I think it has something to do with, um, I think honestly it comes back to the problem we have with schools. Um, it comes back right to the beginning of our conversation because, um, jobs are driven by capitalism and people aren't tending to find their vocations.
0: So people, yeah, 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 exactly, you
1: know what
0: I mean. people who so... people teach don't want to teach, they are just most, a lot of the time, sometimes obviously, and they're just doing it as a part-time or as a buffer, as a... Exactly,
1: they're doing it because they don't know what else to do.
0: Yeah, teaching is not prioritised as a job no, or seen in high regard, at no. least in the UK. No, Yeah,
1: because the school Paris. system is like, I want to say isn't either, like school is a means to an end. For most people school is a way to go and get a job it's not yeah. in itself seen as an enriching enlightening environment where you like learn more about yourself in the world that's not like have you ever heard school be described that way like no but it could be and that's why it's such a shame like
0: yeah
1: like you know it's, mm. it's mandatory but it's quite low down in, in society in terms of like, um, I suppose the social meritocracy, it comes back to that. Weirdly. Right.
0: I mean, not weirdly, because our priorities are obvious in this world, but you know, still, Um, I think I would have enjoyed school if it was nine to two and, or nine to three. And in that there was like some significant outdoor time like one or two hours socializing doing sport playing doing whatever and then the other things it was just like a quick day do you know so i have the rest of my day to pursue hobbies to pursue other things mm-hmm. you know and, and family time friends time blah 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 which is important like it's it's ridiculous especially in england when it's so dark outside that we're doing nine to four and then you go to school when it's light eight thirty, when it's dark in the morning it's dark in the night yeah.
1: It's so depressing. Yeah, you're right. It's, I don't know, like, unlike the 18 thing, which I'd say is quite hard to change, the amount of time that we spend at school is ridiculous. And I think the only reason it is that way is to um, reflect the 9 to 5.
0: True, yeah, which also needs to be rid of, yeah.
1: Yeah, so they're just two outdated systems that we're stuck with right now.
0: Yeah, okay, good conclusion, all right that's it
1: i think <laughs> oh, Two outdated um, High <laughs> um yeah right that was really fun
0: all right peace people come back next time
1: yeah see you guys i hope you learned something bye okay i still